1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends My name's Pete Allison. here's Dave Cribb
2: Ahoy, ahoy Peter, how are you? Uh, Yeah, I'm alright, I'm good Got a small anecdote to tell you to start with Uh, You like like an anecdote, don't you?
1: Uh, Well, I'll tell you after
2: uh, yeah, well, you like a good anecdote, that's the thing. I can't guarantee you whether this is a good anecdote or not. It's a short one. Right. Or is it short? I haven't really planned. You know when you're planning on don't you? like oh, actually it, looking at like- <laughs> So uh, on Friday night of this week, I was at uh, uh, the piano bar where I play the piano. If, like, if you know about this, do you know that I play the piano? <laughs> yes, piano I, bar? Do, I do did yeah, that, yeah. Like, good. So it's a musical theatre piano bar in, in, in London's Leicester Square. Stop
1: saying piano bar.
2: And piano bar, piano bar, piano. It's like Mike's piano bar, but there's not, not actually it's very different is much more classy in friends Um, and uh, having a lovely time whatever uh, I was chatting to some new friends you make a lot of new friends at a piano bar everyone loves musicals we're all singing along uh, and it turned out that Louise uh, who I was chatting to dates a guy called Steve who is from my hometown so you know your classic oh we're from Manchester we're from you know it's like the same part of Cheshire basically and it turns out we used to work at the same rugby club back in the day And I was like, he won't know who I am. This is like, there's a seven-year age gap. That's fine. Obviously, I'm older, Pete, because I'm always older when there's an age gap now. Sure. Uh, But she was like, I'm going to take a picture anyway and send it. So she sent a picture at uh, 2 a.m. to her boyfriend, Steve, and said, do you know Dave Cribb from Sale back in the day? And he replied almost immediately... Nothing to do with us being from the same hometown and just said in all caps, that's Dave from the Friends with Friends podcast. Oh my god It's the Friends Podcast I listen to all the time. Oh, and that's Steve nice. has also previously requested an episode and we've we've done it. So there you go. So um, what a nice And we've uh, done it. Coincidence. Yeah we did it. Oh you requested oh, one great. back in twenty twenty, mate. He's a he's a he's an old uh, an old faithful
1: Oh, that's nice. That so, is a good
2: anecdote. It, it was nice. It was a really, it was a really lovely moment. And it, as... it'll be
1: particularly nice for Steve to hear him discussed. Well, hopefully, yes. Hopefully, he, he yeah. might stop listening.
2: Yeah, that's true, isn't it? That, no. Yeah, it's a good test, isn't it, to know if you still listen or not. Anyway, so there you go. That was my weekend. I did other stuff, but that was the highlight. It's always nice when you get recognised for this stupid podcast we do, isn't it? Yeah, yes, exactly. It just really brings it into focus that us rambling on about friends is...
1: That people actually listen. People actually listen to it, which is a genuine delight. That is always quite surprising.
2: Um, How's your weekend? Do you get recognised anywhere? I don't
1: think I've ever been recognised for friends with friends. Other than at the live show, where it, it's
2: sort of a prerequisite that <laughs> be I'm there, very embarrassing for you if you didn't get recognised yeah. at the live show. Oh, I recognise that guy Dave. He's from that podcast I listen to. He's the other guy. On stage Who's the thing? other one that's he's with? Weird. Yeah. Have you not? That's interesting, isn't it? Okay. Well, do you get recognised for other things? Do you get recognised in Leeds for being on the radio?
1: Uh, no, not really. Because hmm. radio, radio is, a tricky one, isn't is it? infamously not a visual medium. Well, nice I was podcasts, once. Peter. I think I've told you this before. But I was once in a gay bar in um in Clapham, um, back when I lived there. And um someone came up to me and was like, Oh, are you Pete from the radio station that I worked at the time. Yeah. Um and I was like Yes. <laughs> uh, the guy went, Oh, I don't know who you are, but my friend follows you on Instagram. Like, <laughs> that is that's quite a good that's
2: that's fine though. That's good though, you know. still I got...
1: deserve that. I, I deserve that.
2: Yeah, and also You come out of it fine because you've still been recognised, you know? Mm -hmm. Technically, by his mate. So that's fine. Anyway, should we talk about Friends? Yeah. And not about our pathetically low level of being recognised in public.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this episode of Friends. But who's the request from and what have they requested and what did their message say, Dave?
2: It is from Stephen, Peter. Not Steve different steven hi guys love the pod i'd like to request the one with the baby shower because i think the bamboozled has a potential to be an amazing game show slash board game steven short but sweet request and i uh, agree with it entirely i often think this i would buy and i'm sure someone's made like a cheap knockoff version or there's been like a official version that's actually crap because it's not as good as it could have been um but i would absolutely buy and play a sort of board game version of bamboozled wouldn't you
1: uh, yes, it would be quite complicated, but I'd give it a go.
2: I think we'd, I think the joy would be in the compli- comple- complexity, Complexity, there it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a long weekend. But oh, hang on, we better quick I can just see Bamboozled board game. Well, Bamboozled is
1: known in this country for being a teletext
2: quiz. Yes, true, isn't it? Off of back uh, in the yeah, day. Yeah, of course. Bamboozled is a fast-paced party-style bluffing game. There is something called The Wheel of Mayhem with some Friends branding. On Amazon. Friends TV show Wheel of Mayhem game for teens and adults. Let's play The Wheel of Mayhem. Razzle Dazzle Wicked Wango. It looks like there's something... Oh, there is a game based on them. We're going to have to buy this, aren't we?
1: Um, We're we're going to have to buy this. It's one of
2: those things that's so rare that... um, That it's probably worth quite a lot. Well, you can't buy it on actual Amazon. You have to like... Oh, 10 quid. Really? Yeah, I'm going to buy it right now, mate. There's nothing stopping you actually. Oh, my well, God. 2 two ninety nine delivery. It's not it's going to so hit So impulsive. February the 9th. Yeah. Well, we've got to play I feel like we've got the, the premise now for our next live show, don't you? Yeah, Okay. That'd be great. Oh, that is a good idea. Well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like that. Right? Okay, buy it. Saves us some effort as well, because all the questions are done. <laughs>
2: There's one thing we like. It's not having to put some effort in. Minimal effort. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, there we go. Some good admin done I'm live on the podcast. Uh, here's a synopsis before we get into it, but the one, the title tells you one plot, and we've already discussed the length of the other plot, uh, but it is season eight, episode 20, the one with the baby shower, 227421, Peter. Uh, Phoebe and Monica prepare for Rachel's baby shower, but to forget to invite Rachel's mother. During the shower, Monica tries to desperately seek forgiveness from Sandra, but to no avail. Uh, And uh, Joey auditions for a job as a new host for a game show called Bamboozled that makes absolutely no sense. Chandler and Ross help him practice. This very much falls under my quite regular emotional sequence where you see the request title and you go, oh, the baby shower, I can't remember that being like stand out brilliant that plot line and then you go oh you start watching it and you're like bamboozled i see yeah i see what they've done here
1: very clean um, split between the boys and the girls in this episode too
2: very clean split yeah absolutely and um and actually the baby shower is is a good plot and there's a lot to talk about but um the bamboozled is just a oh, peak i think i think i think it brings season eight into really um like the peak level at this at this time that plot line because there's nothing not to like about it is there should we start with the actual baby shower though
1: yeah, let's do the actual baby shower.
2: I like how it's um conveniently
1: and quickly explained that neither very famous guest star sister will be attending. Yeah, I thought, I
2: thought exactly that. Like, uh, so lower awesome. expectations. <laughs> neither of them are going to be in it. I know. Well, the guest list at the baby shower, as with all friends' parties, is um, certainly up for scrutiny, isn't it? Because apart from Rachel's mum, who is not invited and then is last-minute invited... Nobody else there is recognisable or seemingly ever featured in Rachel's life.
1: But at least on this occasion, the uh, guests that we've never seen before or will ever see again, some of them actually speak.
2: Yes, that's nice, isn't it? It is nice to they have some sort of. Uh... It's like in EastEnders
1: when Tracy the barmaid got a line. Tracy? Was she called Tracy? Oh, I don't
2: know, mate. I don't know what
1: she's ended. You know in EastEnders, there's that one woman who's like been in it for years as an extra.
2: Uh, really? And Then she got a line. Yeah. Tracy well, I guess it's very much how Gunther started, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I think um, she's called Tracy. Yes, she's called Tracy. There you
2: go. Well, it's. Very, I mean, when when watching this episode, I thought this is exactly like Tracy from EastEnders. So I'm glad you've flagged yeah. that similarity as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do get they get some lines and uh, a bit, just a little bit of agency for those uh, extras. But there's obviously, like, like you say, no. um sisters no famous sisters but also just know like where's judy geller that's her grandchild as well yeah
1: yep, she could be there
2: judy could be knocking about i mean this is just presuming that yeah. uh, we're sticking with the all-female sort of baby shower of old which i don't think really, is that a thing these days still i've been averted to a few baby showers in the last few years
1: the thing is if you were to say to me before the episode um who is sandra and friends yeah I, it, I, it would take me a while to get to rachel's mom
2: it's both Rachel's parents, and I think we did it at a recent quiz. What's the dad named called? The, Leonard.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. No,
2: it's it's really like I'm not sure how often, if at all, it's actually said in Friends. Maybe once, or maybe not even said at all, but just referenced on the credits. You know, but he's, isn't just, he often referred to as Doctor Green? Doctor Green, exactly. Um, so, but both of both of them have uh, very not often not often referenced names. You know what I mean? Um, and certainly Dr. Leonard Green. But, but I mean, Sandra hasn't been in it. I was looking this up because I thought, I wonder when was the last time she was in it. She hasn't been in it for six years. Really? Yeah, the last appearance of of uh, Marlo Thomas was um, in the one with two parties. You know, where they... I mean, yeah. ironically, the last one was when they had a really boring party at Monica's that Monica arranged.
1: She's the common denominator.
2: Right. So it's it's not, you can't lay all the blame on Monica's boring party throwing skills. Rachel's mum is also the common denominator of, like, parties that seem to last forever.
1: There's also a quite hefty reminder of the privilege of the Greens by how normalised it is for for Sandra uh, to have a housekeeper and a nanny. That comes up a lot.
2: I was thinking this, right, because... They must be so rich in comparison. Because as Ross reminds Rachel in this episode, she is now a very successful executive at one of the biggest fashion brands in the world, right? Yeah. And she still is like, I could never even afford one of those two people. How have they afforded two full-time members of staff? Because as we know, Rachel's mum didn't really work. She was a sort of housewife in the traditional sense, wasn't she? And therefore it's just um, Rachel's dad... Who is a a doctor? Doctor. And obviously a very well paid job, but that feels like we're talking multi million pound job, doesn't it? A housekeeper and a nanny. Maybe they're from money. Maybe they are from money, and maybe there's something more going on here, you know? Maybe Leonard was mixed up in some other stuff. They had boats and horses and everything. They had a lot of cash. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like lots of cash to burn. Um but yes, so so but Rachel's mum then offers I mean Rachel's mum. I liked her in the last episode she was in. She was carefree and she just, you know, she was leaving uh, uh, Leonard. And, you know, she was all very um, fun and games, wasn't she? And Yeah, this one, she was she well she's up a, for a pie, she, wasn't she? She's right dick in this one, isn't she?
1: I do think as well that it's very funny with her holding against Monica... But Mm. then you can kind of understand how... Well, she holds against Monica that she wasn't invited, right? And that Monica attempted to lie about not inviting her by making up a fake excuse. Mm. Um, But she does overdo it a little bit. And by the time Monica's like, you know what? Stop being a dickhead. I'm kind of with her.
2: Yeah, 100%. 100%. I say... Absolutely fine to be a bit arsy on the phone, and even when you get there, be like, "I'm annoyed," but come on, let's let's crack on for the sake of my daughter. Who is clearly in quite a, an emotional, stressed state, you know. But she really holds that grudge and makes it sort of publicly known all the way through it, doesn't she? Yeah, and it's just not it's not a very warming trait, Peter. For my money, no, I agree. Um... Monica, also in full on sort of suck up mode, is, is quite nauseating, really, isn't it? When she's really just trying to win Rachel's mum back. Like, it's that whole plot line is just a bit like, oh, God, guys, you're both awful. <laughs>
1: I I, there's a great physical bit though where she's attempts to join in the hug with her and uh, her and Rachel
2: yeah trying to join in a hug when two people are standing up is is one thing (laughs) but like the sort of the sort of 45 degree lean over the sofa because Rachel's sitting down is is really quite funny isn't it yeah um Obviously, Rachel's mum moving in would be one of the worst things that's ever happened. Like, I was getting a bit stressy just thinking about that possibility of myself. And yeah. No wonder. Well, I guess Rachel initially and then Ross were both so against it. Um, but what I would say is this last episode births a thing I say almost all the time in real life. Every time I say the word garbage, I say garbage.
1: Garbage. That's garbage. Uh, that's one of my... Um, if- it's one of my favourite lines in this episode, actually. Yes. Yeah. Where she says, See. did I say garage? I meant, garbage. I meant
2: garbage. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely one of the top three. Um, and it's just one of those ones that stays with you forever. I just, I think every time, and we don't say garbage a lot, do we? Because we're not.
1: If yeah, you just, dis- I'd be more likely Americans, to be describing something as rubbish as garbage. Yes, like, or the, the That garbage. is garbage, rather than. That is going. Uh, actually, that's not really explaining what my point very well, is it? I'm just saying garbage.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, garbage is the way the way Americans use garbage is is in a way that we would never use it. Isn't it? I we, would
1: not describe litter as garbage.
2: Yeah, I would describe something rubbish.
1: bad as garbage.
2: Litter or rubbish is what we've got, isn't it? So yeah, that's just one that I carry carry through to my daily life, and um, I'm thankful to this episode of Friends for for bringing that in.
1: Very dark reference to. Rachel previously seemingly vacuuming a hamster to death.
2: It's such a. So I've put that in like. uh, It was a contender for one of my funniest lines. And then I took it out because I thought, right, the way Rachel says it, as if like, don't be stupid. I'm not going to hoover up a baby.
1: Mm.
2: I've just. All I've done is hoovered up a hamster. Like, Like that's still. That would surely
1: kill the hamster, right? A, kill the
2: hamster. B, be a traumatic experience for everybody involved surely yeah unless the hamster was tiny and it was one of those sort of russian large ones. tubed vacuum what? cleaners you know
1: oh i thought you meant what sort of hamster
2: all <laughs> right yeah, a large tubed hamster you know, you know you know you know all the breeds of hamster right there's a large tubed, uh syrian tube yes <laughs> i don't know any breeds of hamster uh, or really clearly models of vacuum is it a russian one
1: I think a Russian hamster. I, made I can't
2: up? believe we're going to stoop to levels of googling breeds of hamster on this show. But or if just... I
1: confused Syrian hamster for a Russian hamster, which is politically not a great thing to confuse.
2: No, absolutely not. Syrian hamster is the is the most popular breed of hamster. Russian then, hamster, then Chinese hamster, dwarf a Chinese? Campbell Russian hamster, dwarf Did you ever winter have a hamster? white Russian hamster, and dwarf Roborovsky hamster. Never had a hamster in my life, mate. Yeah. no. No. Have you you you've had them? I've had we? two, yeah. We've talked about them before, haven't we? What were I, their names? Um,
1: the first one was called Rio, named after Rio uh, then Leeds United footballer oh, Rio yeah. Ferdinand, and then he left. Yeah. Um and then I had one called Monty, named after Mr. Burns.
2: Uh, <laughs> not much of a theme in how you name your hamsters, is there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. No, uh, um but yeah there you go that's 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 the. i don't have any other hamster
2: well i mean we better check because everyone will want to know either them end up in the vacuum cleaner or uh
1: not that i know of
2: no good 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 Uh, and yes it's not a normal thing to vacuum a hamster and rachel's sort of blasé dismissal of it i think was um i'd say quite worrying more than anything
1: why's rachel never seen a breast pump before because I have never had a baby, nor do I have breasts, and yet I know what a breast bump is.
2: Yeah, it's it's her knowledge of sort of babies and motherhood is so implausible for a human being, isn't it? Not just a mother to be, like anybody really. She doesn't she doesn't know that babies shit all the time, for example. Like yes, how, exactly. how 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 have you not picked that up? It's
1: in, news to her that it might get through quite a lot of nappies.
2: Yeah, and you can't leave a baby on the table.
1: Yeah, I was with my friend and her baby over the weekend, and oh my god, that thing went to the toilet all the time.
2: Well, they do? That's what they well, do. I didn't like
1: go to the toilet. I didn't go to the toilet. It just well, it shit itself. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> a lot.
2: I was in the pub just last night, and the baby shut itself in the pub. Like,
1: oh, I'm glad you didn't end up with. <laughs> I shit myself.
2: <laughs> uh, no, I'm not quite at uh, the familiarity level on this podcast yet to. I've never actually. Let's let's not talk about this. I've never actually shit myself, so I don't have stories. We were talking about this in <laughs> at work a few weeks ago, and someone was saying everybody's got a story about once they when they shut themselves once, and I was like, I just don't. I've never done it, and I feel uh, like have I missed a sort of seminal moment in my life. What
1: like everyone has to go through?
2: Do you know what I mean? Like a thing, just a thing. Am even, I leaving?
1: As... The, am I leaving this in the edit? Or
2: I think so. Yeah. Have you ever shit yourself just quickly? <laughs>
1: No, I haven't actually. Well, I mean, when I was a baby. No.
2: Yeah, well, I guess that's it. But I think they're talking about a sort of teenage up when it's it's really socially unacceptable to you know. Um, I know I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't contribute to the conversation. I felt left out. But there you go. So on that weird note, should we have a small break?
1: <laughs> yeah, toilet break.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is that the ending with the biting of the tongue as Monica falls down some stairs is quite odd, isn't it?
2: That Very odd. The whole ending bit is odd. Also, you can see that the stairs aren't there if you look closely. They're just a green, a green crash mat. Right. Where she just sort of falls onto it, you know? It's, it's not very well disguised. And yeah, and then just falling down the stairs. Quite a serious supposed incident, that falling down six or seven stairs and biting your tongue, isn't it? Mm, very much so. Very odd. Um, and then the other strange thing about the ending of this plot line, which links to the other plot line, is that Ross plays bamboozled with Rachel, which is fine for us because we've seen that all happen. But she has no idea what this game is, or has had nothing to do with bamboozled. Yeah, she, what, what's she sitting there thinking? It should what, what just
1: inspire this? a very simple uh, parenting Q and A. Rather right. than a, a full on foreman.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, on to Bamboozled, is there? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, that, wasn't a, that wasn't the correct sentence at all, was it? No, Onto but I just bam- one minute, No, I know, but you've got to call me out on these things, Pete. I can't be. Stop chatting, bollocks. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> But I can at least do it grammatically correctly as, as often as I can.
1: Um, the start of the storyline when Chandler and Ross come in in basketball <laughs> yes. gear and being like, "Hey, Joe, want to shoot some hoops?" <laughs> as if that's that. a perfectly normal thing for this lot to get up to. <laughs> like, that's that's not a thing.
2: <laughs> they do sort of under, they, they 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 sort of undermine it by sort of making reference to uh, losing to junior high girls. But it's so. I mean, they do reference playing sport a lot, and considering we never see them play sport apart from the football and then the rugby which is a different sort of thing but there's all these sorts of weird things well yeah that's just not within their character is it to so be like hey guys let's go shoot some hoops on the cool streets of manhattan it's, like it's the just cool so sports like sports guys bros in language yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like hey, let's shoot some hoops yeah
2: i can't i mean and we've seen chandler throw a, a small ball for example i can't imagine he's very useful with a a big ball yeah like basketball, the more traditionally called. I just I also can't imagine Ross is very good at sports. I think Joey's probably the only one that is plausibly half decent at sport,
1: but, um, I do really enjoy the intentionally complex format of bamboozled. It's all the names of the rounds and all the references to the the format of it. There's something funny each time that they're, they're sort of mentioned,
2: yeah, it's one of those things where you think they must have so much fun writing it. And I imagine, like, just the writing of these little specific bits of the game must have taken most of that week, you know? Especially Joey's speech, where he goes into the audition later and he goes, what's not to understand? You go up the mud, you know, all that, and he, and he explains it all. Those just complete non-sequitur rules are so funny and so well done. I, I cannot fault this plot line one bit, I don't think. And it's very rare to say that in friends. I just think it's all excellent. I, um,
1: the one bit that I do love because it just is so nonsensical is the requirement of Ross as a contestant to hold his breath <laughs> while he's asked a question yeah. and, and then he just has to open his mouth and and provide the answer. Yeah. So, it's like, so why is he holding his breath?
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. There must have been so many things that would never be in a real game show that you're just like, this is nonsense. Holding your breath, the hopping bonus, where you have to switch legs between hops to, once you're answering the quick fire questions and all that sort of stuff. I just... But, like,
1: but as we've mentioned with tipping point last week and Ben Shepherd. Yeah. Some game shows and the formats of them are absolutely fucking nuts. So absolutely. Absolutely. this is actually perhaps quite
2: plausible. I think I wouldn't be alone in, in saying I would absolutely watch this game show and I think a lot of people would, and I think it would become absolutely uh unmissable cult viewing yeah. if we if we did it. Maybe we should can we do that? Is there any way we can make it? Um I mean we do have to can, in a live these, show
1: format yeah
2: of, it's I would like resources.
1: given how our experience of live shows um, there's quite a lot of booze involved and mm. by that I'm almost exclusively talking about you and me um, <laughs> I, I feel like a, a drunken attempt to win a hopping bonus is something I've got to witness
2: bamboozled with the emphasis on the booze mate
1: yeah that's bamboozled what we be
2: yeah yeah, bamboozled maybe maybe this is how we make our millions Pete. we shall put on a touring show called bamboozled where it's like a late night show we just tour around the country we play bamboozled everyone gets pissed
1: mm, perfect
2: if you would come to that drop drop us a comment underneath this week's episode on instagram or something
1: i think uh might edit this out so it's it's kept back for uh for future use but i think doing a live show based around bamboozled definitely has
2: legs Especially Um, if we have got this game.
1: Okay, can everybody just act surprised when
2: we reveal that in, like, six months' time? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't genuinely tell which bit we just said was on our We will probably have forgotten. (laughs) So... we'll have the idea again maybe in like two years what I would say to you based on what Pete's just said is what we'd like from you really is that when we announce our next live show for you to comment under that going is this going to be the bamboozled one and then we'll go oh yeah remember we had that idea and forgot about it that would be the most useful use of this time Uh, but I'm really game for that I think this could be really fun anyway back to the plot I really enjoy full nerd Ross coming out at the start of this. You know, he loves yeah. the idea of being a contestant on a game show. He really plays along with the whole Not thing. Not
1: communicating with the other... Not uh... communicating with the
2: contestants. Hi, Ben. Waving at Ben like he's properly buying into it, uh, which is really wonderful. Um, I just think the ho- this is like my peak sense of humour within Friends is silliness, nonsense. Uh, but everybody just playing up to themselves. Like, Ch- one of Chandler's lines is one of my favourite lines, which is the High Rasputin one. You know, that whole, like, you know, I'm a headhunter. I pick a out-of-work Soviet scientists with rogue third world nations. High Rasputin. Just little... <laughs> so, like, Chandler gets to be himself cynical and completely detached from enjoyment of something that everybody else is enjoying. Joey gets to really hold in on his sort of semi-bad acting. Although, this is probably the best... Professional work Joey does—he's fairly good at it, apart from not knowing the rules, which is. I really do think he's fault.
1: quite good at it. Like for when he turns up in his suit, he looks yeah. quite—he looks the part.
2: Agreed, and Ross gets to be like full on. It just also—it suits all their personalities so well, and I really—I just get a lot of joy out of this plot line. And you learn a lot of general knowledge. This is how I learned Pete what a trisk it is. Uh, uh,
1: isn't it a, uh, like a something you use for cooking?
2: It's a—it's a cracker. What? It's a cracker. It's a snack oh, cracker. Okay. It's like a square what cracker. What am I thinking of? A, tr- a trisket. A, uh, a tris- a What's bris- brisket? Br- brisket, yeah. <laughs> no, but isn't a
1: trisket also something like you rest food on once you've cooked it?
2: Oh, trivet. Trivet! <laughs> That's the word you're looking for. That's something that you put hot buttons on. <laughs> um... My search history now is just bamboozled board game, breeds of hamsters, and what do you rest a hot pan on?
1: Trivet. A trivet is an object placed between a serving dish or bowl and a dining table, usually to protect the table from heat damage.
2: Fear of trivets. Yeah. Oh, is a trisket also a couple a cut of meat as well? Then. I mean, surely Ross is referring to the 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 crackers because he talks about them having sharp edges and stuff. You know. Uh, trisket.
1: Uh, oh, hang on. I've typed trisker.
2: Barbecue yeah, the, smoked barbecue trisket. smoked brisket. Yeah, it's a cut of meat that's cooked in the style of another. What? God, we're learning a lot today. I know. Yeah, I don't think we've got much time to dissect this too too much, but
1: I've found a diagram of where in the cow, <laughs> where in the cow the brisket comes from.
2: Yeah, where is it?
1: Um, you know, like in front of the back legs where the udders are. Yeah. It's sort of in front of the front legs. Bottom of the okay. neck.
2: Above the shank.
1: What's the shank? Like that's lamb, is
2: it? Oh, you get like a shank at like the top of the leg, isn't it? Can
1: you get a shank in a cat?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you absolutely can, yeah. Can you? Yeah. Google Beef it. shank. Beef shank? Google the beef shank. Uh,
1: beef shank, yeah.
2: Huh? Top of the leg, yeah?
1: yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> oh now I found an i found a do you want to play what part of the cow is this
2: yeah all right <laughs> this is our okay. own version of bumpo isn't it <laughs>
1: where is the chuck
2: the front of the cow
1: but where what like what on the main body pit what do you mean what do you mean like its head
2: no like above the above above the brisket I reckon
1: that's correct it is directly above the brisket great news hope you're doing your cow diagrams guys <laughs> um, yeah there's, there's god there's there's a lot to a cow isn't there
2: there's a lot to a cow mate butchery is not an expertise of mine I would say do you know what his ass is called uh, no round the round yeah I think I have a round a round of cow would you order that in a restaurant? If One you said it was a, like cow ass, that's not very appetising, is it? No, a round steak, I guess, is a thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, what I was saying about bamboos is you learn a lot of trivia, and I think we're extending that. It inspires you to improve your knowledge. Although, what I would say, based on the trivia, is if you're going to use uh, some of them in real life, the internet has some very stern corrections, actually, Peter. Well, does it? Yeah, because Queen Victoria actually... Uh, didn't rule Great Britain the longest. When Queen Victoria was reigning, uh, it was actually the United Kingdom. Uh, She's the longest serving British monarch at the time of recording, but actually... But now
1: it's Liz, isn't it?
2: Now it's Big Liz, so it's wrong anyway, but if the question is the longest reigning monarch of Great Britain, that was George III before it became the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland. Which is a whole bloody minefield. And a golden
1: monkey would be very unhappy with his yes. authority being questioned or hers. And
2: also, uh, badges, we don't need no stinking badges, is apparently not a line from the treasure of the Sierra Madre. It's actually from Blazing Saddles. The from Blazing Squad. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> very different. <laughs> very different. Um the line from Treasure of Sierra Madre is actually badges. We ain't got no badges. We don't need no badges. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. This is a popular misquote, according to the Internet. So two factual errors in about eight questions. Not a great hit rate for the old Friends writers, is it?
1: No, it's true.
2: But there you go. Anyway, back to the plot. Joey goes to the audition and then has a sort of strange professional stand he takes when he goes... On the one hand, he goes...
1: Very brief professional stammer. Well,
2: exactly. He he basically goes, I will not put my name to something that's as boring as a regular quiz. I liked the intricacy and the excitement of the former as was. Great. Can all agree? Then he's immediately brought back down to earth when they say, basically, there'll be some women in bikinis and all professional... Uh, moral authority goes out the window doesn't it
1: yep he's sold on that straight away
2: absolutely that's a real hark back to the Joey of old isn't it alright we've done one each of our top three lines already I think haven't we garbage
1: Uh, Yes, I also love the couple of references to the Hungry Monkey and (laughs) how excited they are about the Hungry Monkey when that comes back into the game.
2: Yes, that's absolutely true. Uh, I like the Rasputin bit. And then my other one actually is uh, the whole sequence at the top, which we didn't really talk about, which proves, Pete, that this segment of the podcast is worthwhile um but uh phoebe's sort of constant attempts to justify forgetting to invite rachel's mum because her mum's dead yeah there's a couple of really nicely delivered lines of like you know oh, i don't have a mother so i often forget that other people and the way that monica sort of goes i'll give it a rest
1: i also love uh this is good monica episode actually i also yeah. really enjoy the monica bit with oh my god my ass is sweating while she's trying to sort
2: of apologize to rachel's mum Yeah, I feel like we learn a lot about Monica's sort of physical traits as the seasons go on. We learn about the vein in her forehead, for example, very late. And we learn about this sort of, apparently, quite regular tendency for her arse to sweat when nervous. Yeah, nice. Which we haven't really learned about before. So, you know, it's building on the character profiles, I guess, isn't it? Every little helps. Um, Would you like, Peter, a quiz? Yes, um, I actually have the quiz open on my phone, Dave. See, oh, that's good to know. Um, uh, Amy, the quizzer, has provided this week's quiz. She says in her accompanying message, "I know quizzer fans. Oh, look at her! Look at her thinking. Oh, you know, specifically quizzer fans. Now I see. I know quizzer fans like to know what my working environment is when I write each quiz. This one was written whilst eating a donut for breakfast because I drank too much wine last night. Nice." <laughs>
1: good hangover so, well let's
2: see if that uh, sort of hangover state is reflected in the quality of the quiz
1: uh, question one Dave what's the answer to the first question in bamboozled
2: uh, Bogota or Bogota depending on who you are
1: correct uh, question two according to its first use what does a wicked wango card do it's the higher or lower
2: higher or lower yeah higher or lower of, <laughs> higher or lower of what
1: Uh correct Question three. What's the head count for Rachel's baby shower? I did actually clock this. 20? About 20.
2: Is it about 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, correct. Uh, Question four. What gifts does Rachel open? The breast pump.
2: The diaper genie. And the bassinet, not basket.
1: Bassinet sounds like... um, Something in a brass band.
2: Yeah, I thought exactly that. A sort of relative. Of when the I was younger,
1: I played the bassinet.
2: <laughs> it's a bassoon crossed with a clarinet, isn't it?
1: Uh, all three ones? correct. Oh,
2: we've missed. It. Oh, great! Wow. We're rocking this quiz today, mate. I tell you.
1: And finally, what are the names of the three people at Joey's audition?
2: Oh, so I can tell you two of them. The woman's called Erin because I went on down a deep rabbit hole, and apparently Erin uh, was part of every episode of Friends as a stand-in, so she would. Um, basically be the human body that sort of stood where presumably Courtney Cox stood because she was the sort of same hair colour and height in like the tech re- rehearsals and all the blocking, you know, all that sort of stuff. So she yeah. was standing for, for, I think, pretty much every episode. Her name was Erin. I can tell you, all righty-roo-ray, or righty-ray, or whatever Joey says, so Ray is the guy. And who's the other one? No. I have no idea. Fucking idea.
1: Uh, Duncan.
2: We give ourselves a point for that, two out of three ain't bad, is it? Yeah, thank you. Meatloaf said, RIP. It's the
1: late meat wolf meatwolf.
0: Meat wolf
2: <laughs> The meat, <wolf. laughs> meat Wolf. What part of the Meat Wolf is the uh, a brisket of meat is The brisket of meatwolf. The brisket, yeah. <laughs> what a strange way to finish. Good quiz, Amy. Thank you very much for that. What's next week's episode, Peter?
1: I think it's time that we moved away from season eight for a little while. Yes, please. And we are going back to Season 3, Episode 11, the one where Chandler can't remember which sister.
2: Ooh, good, good old friends.
1: And I can tell Fuff Quiz at Amy, she has a week off.
2: We've we got a quiz, have we? Yeah. A quiz has been prepared, Amy. You go and get drunk and eat donuts without having to worry about writing a quiz, eh? Mm. Um, Talking of quizzes, Pete, I've got the date for the next live quiz oh yeah it's a bit, a bit in advance actually it's not that in advance is it it's only a month away 9th of March mate 9th of March if you're in okay. London town is um, it at the old Queen's Head So the old Queen's Head in uh, London's Angel yes old Queen's Head 9th of March tickets on Dice let's so go to Dice and search Friends Quiz or something there should be a better way of us doing that but we'll probably pop the link on the old Instagram won't we Anyway, it already nice is to- on, isn't it already on yeah that? I think it probably is actually it'd yeah. be nice to see you there that's what I would say I would be there no. Are you going to come to one soon? Can we plan one? Eh, if
1: I can be honest.
2: <laughs> On that non committal note, we'll say goodbye, shall we?
1: Goodbye. <laughs>